people are resigning because their work doesn't suit them anymore. I would highly recommend Hot Six. Nothing is unachievable. The superpowers that they have can create a difference in people's lives. You are listening to the Invisible Skyscrapers podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode nine of the Invisible Skyscrapers podcast. My name is Erica. I work at Hut Six and I'm with Kirsty, our senior business analyst at Hut Six. Hi. So, Kirsty, today we're talking about empathy and I'll quasi interview you because you are more empathetic than me. So, there's just like a few little things we want to chat about and especially with the way Hut Six has moved into a bit more of a human centric organization, a little bit less robots and a little bit more human. Do you want to talk about your experience with empathy and how you've treated it, whether it's a an added plus or if it's a, just a non-negotiable hands down? Okay. For some people, empathy comes pretty naturally. It's built into the way you relate to people. I wouldn't say it's a non-negotiable for everyone, but I think that We've certainly taken the approach in Hut 6 and particularly in the analysis team and where we are working directly with people that it is a non-negotiable there and that is what we've put first when we're looking at people who fit well in that team because it just makes it, I don't know, a lot more perceptive when you're able to understand where a person's coming from and how they're feeling about a certain thing when you're trying to help them solve their problems. And what do you think happens when you don't have that empathetic guise on when you are going through, especially in a work environment like what we have and our type of clients? I think it's very easy when you don't come at something with a particularly empathetic frame of mind to create the solutions yourself based on your own opinions and your own experiences. So when you go into something, especially like this, where we're trying to build software or create solutions or workflow efficiencies or whatever it may be, that slots in with how things already are, that's when you need to remember that you've got to put yourself in the shoes of the person who's using that product or that service rather than just going in thinking that you have all the answers already. Mm. What are tools that you do either yourself or you've got a really nice new small team, just you and Kevin at the moment, but what kind of tools can you put in place? And It's not really like unconscious bias, but you are definitely putting yourself before the client in, in mm. that perception. Yeah, I think it's really important to practice these kinds of soft skills because it doesn't come naturally for everyone. So there's definitely things you can remember that you need to be practicing and treat your team the same way. Treat other people the same way. There's not actually nothing wrong with practicing empathy towards everyone. It's probably quite actually helpful in relationship building outside of just your work role and like things that can help you in that it's just basic things like active deep listening and asking questions and making sure that you're listening in a way that you're understanding and Mm. making the person you 
are talking to aware that you have understood and making sure that you have understood yourself as well by repeating that back mm. in within your conversation. I read a really good thing about how if you notice when you're talking to someone that you want to jump in not to contribute to the conversation but just because you want to say what you want to say mm. you want to contribute your point but you haven't actually you're not actually needed in it so being aware of that totally. I think is like when I read that I was like that's such an obvious thing that often you'll sit in a conversation it's happened to me where you just get so excited and you just you want to share your bit like when's my turn or you really disagree and that's yeah and there's a study and workshop I think that the BBC did that was all about deep listening very similar to that and so they gave a few people a few tips in how to deep listen and then got all these people together in one room with very polar opposite opinions of mm. things and on like big political things like for BBC it was things like Brexit and euthanasia and yeah. all these big issues that people are usually pretty black or white about and they were all quite terrified going into that knowing that they would be having to talk to someone who they strongly disagreed with but at the end of that study when all these people had gone through this and practiced their deep listening and practiced not interjecting when they felt offended or mm. confronted and wanted to have their bit said mm. they majority of them said that they gained a lot from that conversation by being able to see the other person's perspective mm. and being able to find where they did have common ground and where they did actually agree on a lot but there were just these certain little things that separated their polar opposite views mm. and they actually enjoyed the conversation whereas if you're just going in jumping in then you're going to come away from that conversation feeling unheard like both of you and just mm -hmm. that you the one thing you'll remember is that you disagreed and you don't like that person yeah. or something like that yeah and I think mm. even empathy and mutual respect have quite a nice Venn mm. diagram over each other mm -hmm. and we were talking about developing a bit of a process on making sure everyone was involved and heard and listened to internally and we were like what should we call this and we we're like well it's really just mutual respect and just yeah. like a nice non-toxic workplace just Kevin wants to talk to someone on our team and they're both going to listen to each other that yep. seems like very common sense and, and should just happen but it's very much us being able to say you know what working at Hunt Six, it's expected that you will respect your co-workers and their time and their opinion and their advice and yeah that is radical to some people like um, yeah I just talked about this with an external party just before we sat down today and they were like that's not what my workplace is like <laughs> yeah and I was like I'm so sorry to hear that because yeah how can you feel comfortable you, know, you spend 40 hours of your week at least doing that you need to feel safe in that space yeah totally especially in the work we do in the business analysis team where we're going well actually all of us because we all work very closely with the people we are doing projects with but we're entering totally different industries where we're not the expert mm. and we may have never heard of these processes before. And so we are going in and talking to people who are busy and stressed and mm. are the experts in that industry. And it's quite humbling and I think comes really parallel with the whole kind of empathy strengths in that 
you need to not knock yourself down a bit, but come in just as ready to listen and ready to learn from someone else because that's the only way you're going to be able to move forward and that's the only way you're going to be able to help and create something that's good and useful. Go in with an open mind and ready to put yourself in their shoes and understand what they deal with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, and I think that's um, why Brad was so keen on, on bringing you on is because you've displayed that working for him in, in Bullet for four or five years and being able to bring that humanising element to things that isn't a dominant personality trait in the HUD-6 team at the time at the start of the year. And mm. I say that because we do personality profile kind of mapping of every recruit like every candidate that comes through when we do recruitment. And the reason we do that is they're always 100% correct and there's very rarely any room for wiggle room when they start with us. And because we often are recruiting people virtually, it's really hard to see what their true selves are if we've Mm. only met them for the first time on Google Meet, how we can get a guise for that. And you and Kevin have got those kind of skills in that profile, which is different from the rest of the team. So how do you go working in a team who may not have that as their kind of intrinsic value. You can see it on the surface, but it's not part of their makeup, as you and Kevin may identify it is. Yeah. I think it probably is firstly recognising that and, like, making that a priority within our team and being sure that everyone understands that your professional skills are valuable, but in this role, your soft skills need to be enhanced just as equally in order for you to be able to do your job. It's a nice place to be where you get to practice these kind of soft skills where it's actually just meaning that you're treating everyone really nicely and with respect and practicing understanding what your teammates are saying properly and that you've fully understood the brief. And I think probably a lot of people, when you can see that they've got elements of that in them it's probably more about building up their confidence in how they're able to use that Mm. and that it is a strength because I think some of these soft skills traditionally have been seen as a weakness Mm -hmm. and it's it's quite it's inspiring and encouraging to see the way workplaces all over the world are heading in placing more value on those soft skills and emotional intelligence and mental health and well-being, putting value on those things. I think we're off to a good start already with Mm. the standards that are being increased across workplaces. And it's just more about being able to bring that out of people and Mm. help them recognise that what they have had all along is a strength and how to utilize that in creating really great outcomes yeah yeah i think that's so true and especially like where we are right now and in the tech world so many systems like what we build are replacing people's jobs they replace boring menial jobs that are task driven and um, i always say this if your job is a task it can be replaced by a robot or ai or equivalent but these kind of soft skills as things that cannot be replaced by AI and that was the reason why I did the study that I did and you can listen back to listen to that episode of the podcast (laughs) but it's yeah it's interesting to see that I often see when people 
in the industry or on LinkedIn or whatever and post all these think pieces about the skills gap and the shortage gap, these kind of low-hanging fruit jobs going, where are people going to go to do that kind of entry-level work? And I always think back, I'm like, yeah, okay, people need to have a start. And also, not everyone wants to be high-power, high-flung person. People want to be that lower, middle level, which is so fine. But I think there needs to be a bit more of that conversation around if all that kind of menial stuff is being automated, then the only bit that the the customer or the client of whoever your organization is will see will be that soft skill component. You mm. know, if you're getting a driver's license was really easy to do online, which it still isn't, or getting your passport was renewed, mm. if all of that process happened seamlessly, the only interaction that you've got when, when things go wrong or whatever then you go back to the federal agency or whoever. A human. That when you have to go to a human, you would expect that human interaction to be quite high yeah. because that's a skill we then now have to foster because mm. that's where the training and all that sort of stuff should yeah. go. Yeah, and I think it's that integration between the two as mm. well because when all these tasks and things are being automated, the person that's involved somewhere along the line still has to have a full understanding of all the customer or their person that they are helping has been through to get to the point to talking to that human it's really important I think even then to employ empathy in figuring out the process that's been gone through leading up to that point because it could be a really frustrating one if they are getting to that point the invisible skyscrapers podcast is proudly sponsored by hut six innovating a future for all if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe on all of our podcasting platforms and give us a share, like and follow on Facebook and LinkedIn. And if there's anything you want us to cover in one of our episodes, send us a line or leave a comment and we'll get back to you. As far as fostering empathy within a team, as, as you are quite an empathetic person within our team, how do you go yourself in the day-to-day liaising with people who may not be at that same kind of empathy scale I want to say there's there's a sliding scale like anything Mm. and one thing that I do see you do is because Brad and I move at a thousand miles a minute and often we go Kirstie we're going to do x y and z and do it what's your opinion and we want to know what you want to say right now about that and you often will go yeah I need to like process process that (laughs) Can you give me a couple of days? Which is good. And cause, and then I've started doing that too with some big things that, that Brad kind of comes out and goes, I just need to sleep on it and we need to, I just mm. need to think about it. And we come back tomorrow and I'll feel better. Mm. Are there any other tactics that you've got? To be honest, in some regards, I have, I have a very close friend of mine who is similarly, if not more, naturally empathetic than I am. And we have regular conversations about actually more dealing with that and the emotional load that it brings back on you Mm -hmm. because you end up absorbing everyone's feelings and everyone around you, especially when you work in an office and there's heightened emotions and stress and everything that's going on in people's work lives as well as their personal lives that they can't really quite help but reflect that in Mm -hmm. what's happening on the day. As an empathetic person, you're not just hearing what they're saying, you're responding to how they're saying it and how it's making you feel like through them, really. I think just as important as fostering that empathetic 
habit is it's just as equally important to learn how to take care of yourself in amongst all of that as well because it can be emotionally exhausting and it's hard to find the the on-off switch sometimes so working in a team it's really helpful because you need to tailor your approaches to people based on how they're feeling or how they're responding to what you're saying and having empathy is a really good way to be able to do that it does definitely help produce strong teams and strong support networks around your work and around how you work and there's just a lot of areas that it slots into really beneficially Mm. I agree I think it's worth it bringing it into kind of every level of any organization Mm. because we are all human at the end of the day Mm. and you know most of our clients their clients are human and even if they don't have any kind of client facing role on their end they work in a team that no one's ever by themselves do you have any last little tidbits or you're pretty good look I love talking about this because I do think that it is really important and I think that empathy and compassion and being able to relate to people is just so important in so many aspects of life and there are ways that you can cultivate that and that is really a professional and a personal development outlet that someone that anyone should really look into in the growth space that wraps it up for me really um thank you for listening everyone wonderful to chat with Kirsty today my name's erica i work alongside the hut six team and Kirsty heads up our analyst team thank you for listening thanks everyone we'll be back again next week people are resigning because their work doesn't suit them anymore. I would highly recommend Hut 6. Nothing is unachievable. The superpowers that they have can create a difference in people's lives. You are listening to the Invisible Skyscrapers podcast. Mm-hmm.